0: Welcome to the Sunday Morning Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Horsham. This message is by Clive Urquhart. Now we've been we've been meeting with God over the last few weeks, and we want to continue doing that in our in our personal lives, but also together uh, Sundays and encounter nights and when we meet to pray and everything because. We wanna make sure that we are hearing His voice and knowing what He is saying in amongst all the noise of what is going on out there. Now God has been reviving us in our hearts and lives. The the 21 days devotional uh, that that Pastor Colin took us through, so powerful and I wanna encourage you maybe to, if you're not already, you might have already started going over those again uh, over this last week just to spend a bit of time hearing the Word and and getting into some of the scriptures of what is talked about each day in those and and just spending time with God. And and we're gonna be speaking this morning about how do we hear His voice uh, amongst all the noise of all the other voices, so, so important at this time. And we've called this next few weeks, The Voice in the noise. And this morning, really, the title, if you like, a subtitle for that is Order in the Chaos. There are there are so many voices out there at the moment speaking about so many different things. We've got lots of voices about the whole coronavirus and what that's about. Uh, was it an accident? Was it started on purpose? All of the different uh, thoughts, ideas, conspiracy theories out there about that. We've now got a whole lot of things being said about vaccines. Uh, should you have one, shouldn't you have one? Uh, is there some kind of uh, master plan behind all this stuff to try and control society? Uh, are they are they good for you or not? Have they got things in them um, that then we're gonna be controlled by somebody or other? There's so many things out there to do with the vaccines. Then you've got so many conversations about America. Uh, what happened during the election? Was it stolen or not? What went on there? But but the bigger picture of that, about, about how that affects the Western world and everything going on there. Again, so many things being spoken about to do with America and the politics there and, and the fallout uh, from all of that. Uh, and then you've got many many prophetic words that have been spoken uh, by people in many different nations uh, over the last few months things to do with what is going on in general what happened in America what's going to happen as a result there's so many prophetic words and 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 you 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 know as well as I do many of those words have not come, uh, to being in the way that people were certainly prophesying them. And, and, and there's lots of questions out there. There's lots of voices. There's lots of voices within the church that are going on, or, or let's put it this way, within Christendom, uh, within Christianity. Uh, but there's also lots of voices out there that are not necessarily people that are Christians. There are voices about all kinds of things. And in that noise, in all that cacophony, of, of agendas and opinions and thoughts and everything else. Where is God's voice in that in our own lives? How do we discern? How do we hear what He is saying so that we're not just caught up with all of these different voices, with so many different opinions uh, that are coming across uh, at this time? So we wanna hear, we, ha- we wanna hear the voice in all the noise, okay? So firstly, there's a question here for you. Who has the mic in your life? Who has the microphone in your life? I I have a little microphone on here at the moment and if the guy's at the back, turned it down or switched it off, then you wouldn't be able to hear me. Uh, And and so at this moment, the mic in your life, if I can put it that way, is me speaking to you guys because you've decided that you're not gonna be doing anything else at this moment. For the next half an hour or so, uh, we're gonna listen to Pastor Clive on the the church at home and hear what, what God wants to say through him this morning. And uh, so, in one sense, you know, I have the mic at the moment, but just generally in your life, who has the mic in your life? Who are you giving the microphone to? Who are you listening to? Where are you going uh, to get advice? To get input? Uh, to get news? To get information? Where are you going? Because wherever you go, whoever you're listening to, you are giving the microphone, if you like, to them. And in those moments, you're allowing whoever that person is to speak into your life at that moment. And uh, and we want to make sure that whoever, whatever microphone we have in our lives and who we're giving it to, that we're making sure that we're giving the mic to the right person, the right people. Now, ultimately, we all know the most important person uh, in terms of having the mic in our lives, the microphone in our lives is God and His voice and what He is saying into our lives. Now, we know that God speaks through people. Uh, because, but we all hear in part and we all, if you like, prophesy in part or we hear in part and we speak in part. So none of us have everything sorted None of us hear God perfectly. We all hear God in part, but we're all seeking to know His voice and to hear His voice. And this is why being part of a church, a local body where we're sharing together what we're sensing God's saying, what we're picking up, what we're discerning He's saying in the midst of all the noise, so important to be in a body where we are we are sharing what God is saying. So for me, I'm accountable. I'm accountable to Pastor Colin in terms of what I'm bringing. Uh, if, if there's anything that I'm bringing that he believes that was a bit, off or it's not quite right, then he'll have a conversation with me and say, hey Clive, have a think about this or what you said there, it might not have been totally straight or whatever. Also I have a leadership team that I'm, I, I ask questions to them, particularly some of the senior guys in that leadership team in terms of what we're saying, what we're sharing, what we believe God wants to communicate. I don't just rock up and come out with a load of stuff off the top of my head. I want to be accountable as well. I share some stuff with some of the spiritual oversight, if you like, in the life of the church. Hey, this is what I believe God's saying. I'm sensing this. This is what I think we should, where we should go over the next few weeks. And it's not saying to them, am I allowed to or not? It's sharing some stuff and hearing what they're getting as well. And it's funny enough. Clive, I had that scripture as well. God was talking to me about that as well. And and we share some stuff and in that, there is a healthy accountability in terms of what's going on. There are one or two other guys outside of Kingdom Faith that I have conversations with and say, hey, how are you doing? What's God saying to you? And they say, how are you doing, Clive? What's God saying to you? And and so we share a little bit in terms of what what God is saying and what we believe he's, He's doing. And in that, there's some accountability. In that, there's some mutual conversations that are going on um, because I want to stay in line with the Holy Spirit, in line with the Word and what God is saying in different ways. And we want to be like that in the body. There are so many voices that want to get all of our attention. And when somebody has something to say, we all think uh, that what we're saying is the most important thing at that moment. We, we Some of us like to hear our, our voices more than, uh, more than others, but we all think, generally on the whole, what we think at that moment is right. And what we wanna do is we we must stay teachable. We wanna stay teachable to the Lord, to the Holy Spirit, and also to other things that God brings through other people uh, that we don't just get set in a position about things and say, well, this is what's happening, or this is what I think, or this is what the, uh, you know, we need to stay open and teachable, okay? Uh, otherwise, we end up getting into pride or we're getting up into deception uh, because we think we're right and all of that and so we want to stay humble okay and and I believe one of the most important things that you and I can pray at this moment is in one Kings chapter three verse nine now solomon had had, had become king and God asked him a question. He said, Solomon, ask me for one thing. What is the one thing that you want from me? Ask me for whatever you want and I'll give it to you. And now we might think some things, well, oh, I'd like this or I'd like that or I'd like the other. But in that moment, Solomon said to, to, to the Lord, he said, this is what he said. Um, give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people and distinguish between right and wrong. I believe that would be a wise prayer every day, every morning to say to the Lord at the beginning of the day, Father, in the midst of everything going on at this moment, I ask you to give me a heart of discernment so I can distinguish, so I can know, so I can discern what is of you and what is not of you, what is right and what is wrong, okay? Why? Because there are so many voices that are trying to speak into our lives in different ways And the most important voice is what God is saying in the midst of all of that. Now, one of the the things that can help you in terms of knowing when God is speaking and when He isn't is is what happens in you as a a result. 1 John 4.18 says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. Now God is love. So when He speaks, He always speaks in love. So God's motive when He speaks is coming from a motive of love. What does love want? Love always wants the best. Love always wants to build and encourage. Love, sometimes in love, there needs to be correction for some realignment and readjustments. But no matter how God is speaking about what He's speaking, it's always done with a heart of love. Now, it says here that there is no fear in love because perfect love drives out fear. So when God speaks, there's no fear that comes with what God says. God always knows, He knows how to speak into our lives in a way that is so relevant in that moment. So God will speak and He speaks in love and and there's no fear that comes with what He says. Now some of what we're hearing at the moment in different ways, from different voices, no matter if you're tuning into different things, whether it's the news, different YouTube channels, different prophetic voices, I don't know, different things. Uh, when you hear things, if, if there's a fear, if it's like, oh my word, what's going to happen? Oh, this is freaking me out. This is causing fear. This is, you know, that's one way that you can actually begin to discern, hang on a minute, when God speaks, He might give warnings, And he might say, hey guys, you need to prepare because there's some challenging days that you're in or challenging times ahead. But when God speaks, he has a way of speaking into our lives that doesn't cause fear, it actually releases faith. It actually releases peace. It actually releases a sense of security. Wow, God is speaking and when God speaks, he witnesses to us because it's from him. Even though there might be challenging times we're living in, or, or challenging times ahead, or uncertainty in the natural, we don't exactly know how to handle what's going on. When God, excuse me, when God speaks, it brings a stability. It brings a peace. There's a witness of His Spirit into our Spirit of what He's saying. That's one way that you can begin to know. Okay, God is speaking. Or maybe this is not from God because this is causing all kinds of panic and, and freaking out to go on. Another way you know when, uh, when is this God speaking is when you have a two or three different believers and they start arguing over what's going on. Well, I think that and I think that and there's a piece It's like, hang on a minute, guys, hang on, hang on, hang on. When God speaks, He doesn't divide believers and cause division between believers and angst between believers. When God speaks... His voice unites, His voice brings together. So when there's angst, when there's division, when there's stuff like that, you need to ask yourself a question, hang on a minute, I need to start with me. What's going on in me at this moment that I'm starting to get annoyed with this person? Or I'm starting to get, Uh, out of sorts with this person. Hang on, and you need to just stop for a minute because this isn't about who's right and wrong in an argument. This is about, hang on a minute, where is God in this conversation? Where is God in what is going on at this moment? And so we want to be praying, Father, and I'm personally praying this every day, every morning. Father, I ask you for a heart of discernment to know what is right and what is wrong, what is of you and what isn't of you, especially in terms of responsibility for leading the church. Uh, Same response as, as Solomon, Father, I don't know how to lead these people in and of myself at this time, but you do. And so I wanna yield to you, I wanna be submitting to you so that I can hear from you to know how to lead the people in the way that you want us to go as a church, but especially navigating this season and this moment. So God speaks into all of our lives personally, but also God speaks to us as a church. So There's that personal relationship with God that we have. And God always speaks in the context of relationship. When we're walking with God, and we're gonna look at some real practical things in a moment to help us see how we walk with God and how we hear His voice in all the noise at this time. And we are gonna speak into some of the situations that are going on uh, because I believe uh, that we need to uh, because there are very real situations happening uh, and and maybe point you in one or two directions to help you get some right kind of info to help you uh, at the moment. But God speaks to us personally, but He also speaks to who we are as a church. But also God wants the church to be a voice in the nation and to the nation. What does that mean to be a voice into the nation? Because on one level, the nation is not running to the church saying, hey guys, what do you think about this? What do you say about what's going on? Hey, we need to hear what the Christians say. If anything, it's a bit of the opposite. People are not coming to the church. If anything, they're like, we're not interested in what the church has got to say there might be some relationships that certain people in power, in in government or politicians have with some Christian leaders, some relationship and there might be some conversations like that. But on the whole, the nation is not coming to the church at this time saying, hey, guys, what do you think? We need the church. We need your wisdom. We need all of that. Now, that leaves us asking some other questions, which come back to what God's been doing with us during the 21 days of prayer and fasting, that God wants each one of us personally to be living and growing in a in a life of being personally revived and living in personal revival in our lives, constantly yielding to Him, keeping short accounts with Him, any sin, confessing it immediately because we don't wanna live with any kind of sin or separation from us and God in any way that would affect our intimacy, affect our walk with Him, affect us hearing from Him in the way that He wants us to. But also together as a church, we wanna live like that. We wanna be like that. The church is a body of people, individuals that God brings together and calls the body of Christ. That's why every life is so important. That's why how you and I live personally in relation to God and relation to one another is so key in the church, then living in a place of revival. Now, if the church is living in a place of revival, then the consequences of that, the fruit of that, the overflow of that is gonna impact the nation. And so we have to hold our hands up and we have to be honest as the church and say, well, maybe some of the state of the nation and where the nation is at spiritually and in different ways is a result of where the church is at in different ways spiritually in that. Now, that's that's quite a hard thing to hear in our own lives. That's quite a toughie. It's like, Wow. Okay, is the state of the nation really down to the state of the church? Well, imagine what the nation would be like if the church, if there was a passionate, on-fire church. I'm not saying the church isn't like this in the nation, but imagine if the church was growing in passion, in fire, being a church on its knees, praying, crying out in intercession and on fire to share the gospel. Because when Jesus came to the earth, He didn't come and... and. Uh, address all the political issues of the day. Jesus came and addressed the issue of the human heart because he knew, knows it's from the overflow of the heart. The mouth speaks. It's from the issues of the heart that people live and express their lives. So Jesus didn't come and try and address all the issues and say, "Right, well, I'm going to sort out all the issues." And because that's what a lot of the Jewish people thought and understood that when the Messiah came, he was going to overthrow the Romans or overthrow whoever was trying to dominate the Jewish people at the, in that moment. He was going to overthrow all of those things and 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 recreate God's kingdom on earth at that point. Well, one day God is gonna do that. That's why they didn't understand Jesus being the Messiah because they they thought he was gonna come and overthrow the empires and the, 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 the powers that were controlling them. And that's why they didn't see Jesus as being the Messiah. But what Jesus understood is, in order to transform and change something, there's gotta be the change and the transformation of a human heart. And as the church, this is why God wants there to be revival in the church, that we live as a revived people on fire, Passionate, keeping short accounts, yielding daily, being that people of prayer, being that witness, because as that happens, we are going to see that harvest of souls coming into the kingdom, hearts and lives and households being transformed. And when that begins to happen at a level where the reaper overtakes the sower, then we begin to see a change in our nation. Of course, God wants us to be involved in different areas. God anoints, God calls people to be involved in business, in politics in politics, in education, in media, in in, uh, the health care system and and, and area. God calls people, anoints people and has them in there to take His kingdom life into those areas, into those spheres, to be a witness in their job. Yes, they do it because they need a salary and income for their life and everything, but there's a bigger picture to what God is doing in our lives and just, well, I've got this job for this and a job for that. God calls us into different spheres because He wants to take His kingdom in there. He wants His kingdom influence to be in there through us who are are people of His kingdom. And when we go in there, we're to be light, we're to be salt, we're to be a voice, we're to be hands and feet to people and God's life, God's heart in those situations. But if we just wanna change in a few laws here or there, or if we just want a few changes on the surface, that don't fit in with our Christian values, that in and of itself, doesn't transform a nation. A nation is transformed when the hearts and the lives of the people in that nation are being transformed by the power and the life of the Gospel of the Kingdom as people surrender their lives to Jesus Christ and come under His Lordship. That's when a heart and a life changes. That's when a family and a household begins to change. That's when a community begins to change. That's when a local authority can begin to change, a government can begin to change, a nation begin to change when when God is moving in such a way. That's why we're not here just to survive as survivors, believers in a time where we're all a bit weary of this pandemic and lockdowns and everything else. But at the same time, God is saying, "Hey guys, come on, keep your head up, keep your chin up, keep looking at who I am, keep reaching out for me, keep standing in that place of prayer and victory, keep speaking the word over your life, your family, your household, your community, your neighbours, your church. Keep in that place with me." Keep worshipping me, keep lifting me up above the circumstances, above the situations, so, so important. So in the midst of everything I've I've just been saying, uh, we want to hear God's voice. We want to know His voice. I just want to show you this little video clip that I saw the other day and I thought this would be brilliant to show on Sunday. It's only about 30, 40 seconds, but just have a look at this, about a shepherd and his sheep, and the voice that the sheep recognized. let Let's have a look at this. Now we know the scripture, many of us, in John chapter 10, verse 14 and 17, where Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. My sheep listen to my voice, verse 27. I know them and they follow me. It's interesting in that video clip, the first three people who were not the shepherd uh, were trying to get the attention of the sheep. And, and even the crowd were were that were there, you might not have picked up so much on the video, but uh, were, were kind of being a bit noisy. But the, the sheep didn't recognise any of the first three people's voices. But as soon as the farmer, the shepherd, came and began to speak to them, they suddenly from going down from what they were doing and, and, and what they were concentrating on, lifted their heads and they're like, hang on a minute, that's the shepherd, that's the shepherd. Then they look, there he is. And then they began to move towards him because they knew his voice. Now, the same thing in amongst all the noise, God is speaking constantly into our lives. It's interesting, I know some people say, well, you know, um, I, I listen to the Lord, but maybe He doesn't want to talk to me today. Or sometimes you hear Christians say, well, God speaks when He wants to speak into our lives. I believe that God is constantly speaking. He wants constant relationship with us. And if we'll stop long enough and spend time with Him, we'll hear His voice. Now, the sheep... Her knew the shepherd's voice because there was a relationship with the shepherd. They they spent time with the shepherd. He spent time with them. They got to know his voice, his tone, how he was in amongst anybody else's voices. So no matter who else came along, they weren't going to be stolen or sidetracked or taken away from where they were supposed to be because the shepherd had led them to where he wanted them to be. They could feed, they could pasture. And when he wants to move them on, he then speaks and he he leads and then they can move on with him in the way that he wants them to. So how does the Lord speak to us? Just some real simple ABC stuff for us this morning. and Over the next two or three weeks, couple of weeks, we want to look a bit more, how do we hear God's voice? How do we discern His voice? And how do we know His voice in all of the noise? So let's have a look. In John chapter 14, verses 16 and 17, Jesus says this to the disciples. He's preparing them ready for when... Yes, he's going to be crucified. Uh, He's also going to be risen, but he's also preparing them and explaining what's going to happen. That After that, he's he's going to be with the Father, but he's going to leave them the Holy Spirit. And this is what he says, I will ask the Father and he will give you another counsellor to help you and be with you forever. The Spirit of truth. It's interesting how Jesus calls him the counsellor. Uh, and the spirit of truth. He's the one who's gonna speak into your life the truth and he's gonna help you and guide you. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he lives with you. Now Jesus then says, and he will be in you. For us, he is in us now because we're at the other side of the Holy Spirit uh, being released and so we have the Holy Spirit in us then it, later on in that chapter John 14 26 and 27 Jesus there also says but the counsel of the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name will teach you all things and remind you of everything that I have said to you verse 27 peace I leave with you my peace I give you I do not give to you as the world gives do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Jesus knows that if we just listen to the voices of the world, all these voices, so many around us, all of that, that we will end up getting troubled, an- anxious, full of fear. But he says, I do not give as the world gives. He says, Peace I live with you, my peace. I give to you. But he's saying here, I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit who's going to be your counselor. He's going to lead and guide you into all the truth. He's going to help you discern what is of me and what is not of me. And so, where do we start as believers in terms of beginning to hear the voice of the Lord? Well, the first place is the Bible. Uh, reading the Word of God and meditating on the Word of God. Now, some of this, guys, this morning, you might think, Clive, I know this. This is so obvious. And, uh, you know, t- tell me something that I don't know or might be revelation to me. I just believe we need to, to, to go back to some real simple stuff this morning in, in relation to some of the things that are going on out there. What I believe is right that, you know, let's invite the living Word, Jesus, by His Spirit. To speak to us when we read the written word. When we read the word, God wants it to come alive. He wants his word to be life to us. John 6 63 says um, uh, that God's word is spirit and life. So when we read His Word, the Holy Spirit wants to bring the Word alive. So I want to encourage you, when you read the Word, uh, you might be going through reading the Bible in a year. You might be using uh, the the daily reading, the soap stuff that we have online as a church and you have different scriptures. The theme for this month is joy. Obviously, you guessed last month's theme was love uh, with all the focus on on the way that God has loved us and He He loves us. This month is about joy. Joy is full of rejoicing, being full of thanksgiving for who He is and what He is. He's done. The scriptures, most of them, relate to him and the joy, and how we express that in our in our lives. When we what we want to do when we read the word is not just read it and say, "Well, I've done my bit and ticked my box. I've done my reading for the day." What we want to do is, Jesus, I want to meet with you in the word this morning. I want to hear from you. I want you to speak to me this morning through your word today in your word. And so, Holy Spirit, would you would you witness in me? Would you speak? Would you bring the Word alive this morning, today, whenever, we'll keep saying this morning because that's when I just spend time in the Word and reading and praying um, primarily. It's like when you, when you, in the Holy Spirit, would you speak to me? Would you bring this alive? Witness to me what you're saying to me. Make this revelation, This make this truth come alive in me today so I go, yeah, oh, thank you, Lord. Or sometimes you read the word and you just, you get a witness in you, in your spirit as the Holy Spirit speaks, you get this, wow, wow, that is so amazing, that is so good. Sometimes you find yourself when you're reading the Bible, you go, yes, 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 that's right. Also, sometimes when you read the Word, you read it and sometimes you read it and go, wow, wow, um, I don't know if I believe that. Wow, that, well, Holy, Sp-. and in that moment, the Holy Spirit's still speaking to you in that moment because you're going, wow, um, in that moment when you have that, don't just go, oh, I can't believe that, I don't know. In that moment, say, Holy Spirit, would you, would you now speak to me so that this becomes real to me now? That this becomes life to me, would you just author faith? Because the Word of God says that He is the Jesus is the author and the perfecter of our faith. What does that mean? He releases faith. He authors faith in our life. So, in that moment, ask Him, uh, God. Would you make this real to me? Bring that as revelation. Make this real, so that I go yes and amen to what you are saying in that moment. And and. One of the, you know, one of the ways you, you, you sometimes people say, I don't know, I don't know if I'm hearing God's voice. I don't know what He's saying to me at the moment. The first thing I often say to people is, Hey, what are you reading in the Word at the moment? What are you reading in the Bible? And most of the time, when people are struggling to hear God's voice, the answer they give me is, Well, I'm, I don't know, really. I'm not really, I haven't really, I'm not really reading the Word much. I'm not really in the Word much. And and if we're not in the Word, we're going to struggle to be hearing the voice of God. God has given us His Word to speak into our lives. And one of the ways that we abide and remain in Him and in the truth of who He is, is to be abiding in the Word, reading the Word, meditating on the Word. It's not how much of the Word you read that's important, it's what God is saying to you in what you are reading. And and as you're reading the, the word like that, the Holy Spirit wants to witness to you. So I wanna encourage you, read the word. And uh, if some, if you say, well, I don't know where to start, maybe start with one of the gospels. Start with reading about Jesus, the things that He said and and read about what He did and how He treated people, how He spoke into people's lives and all of that. Maybe begin with one of the Gospels, another brilliant book to to read is Ephesians because it builds you up in who you are in Christ and the Book of Romans, maybe it's a little bit more meaty to to really get through the Book of Romans, but it speaks about everything that Christ has done for us and in us but we want to we want to get into the word because that's the the navigator the anchor the plumb line for our lives so the word is is obviously really really key okay when you read the word ask the Holy Spirit speak to me and one of the things I do I always, I always have a notepad I have a notepad with you and write down what you believe God is saying to you as you're reading the word something might be like wow that that just that verse that was, that just so spoke to me this morning maybe in your notebook write the verse down it was John 10 verse 14 or whatever and then write the verse out and as you're writing it out you're saying now what does this verse actually say and maybe then you'll, you find yourself responding in that and saying Father I want this to be real in my life and and then you begin to pray through that word, through that verse and God is working in you, He's speaking to you at that Moment, okay. It might be this witness that rises up in your spirit, okay, when you're reading the word like that, and you just get a yes, and start to jot some things down. And what you'll find, if you begin to write things down that God is saying to you, that you you get this sense of something. I, I'm can I sense you're saying this to me through what you're saying, God? Do you want me to live like this and think like this now? And just begin to jot those things down. It might not be that every single word when you read it back you've written is that was God, that was God, that was God, but When you read it back, you'll say, wow, this is what God is saying to me. And you'll get the gist of it. You'll get the emphasis, you know, the the kind of idea. This is what God is talking to me about. And you're beginning to kind of develop hearing God as you read the Word and begin to write some things down. Now, how else does God speak as well as the Word? Often He speaks, how, how do we put this, in our mind or in our thoughts, okay? In Romans 12, verses one and two, Paul the Apostle writes this. He says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. What we want to do, we want to present our bodies, our minds, our emotions, our will our body, our heart, our spirit. We wanna present ourselves to Him, say, God, I don't wanna live in this body in my own strength and power, my own understanding. So I wanna offer my body as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to you. I wanna surrender everything to you. Then in verse two, what does Paul say? in that context of presenting yourself to Him. Why are you doing that? Because you're saying then to God, I do not wanna conform any longer to the pattern of this world, the way the world says I should think, or how I should feel, or how I should live, and all the pulls and the tensions of how the world says do this and be like this and live like that. I don't wanna conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but, be to, but I wanna be transformed by the renewing of my mind, okay? So I want my thinking, my understanding to be in line with your thoughts and your understanding also so that when I'm hearing from you to hear your voice, then I'm surrendering my mind and my thoughts to you so that I'm not just hearing everybody else's thing or what I've just been reading about some conspiracy theory over here and I'm sitting there thinking about that, trying to hear God's voice in it or where I'm so confused now, I'm not hearing anything. What I wanna do is I wanna yield my thought life, my mind, my thinking, my opinions, everything. Say, Father, I submit to your Word. That's why I want to read your Word. But I also want to submit this to You, Holy Spirit so that I can hear your voice as you speak to me so that I can be transformed by the renewing of my mind. What's the result of that then? Then it says, uh, Paul, the apostle then writes, then in verse 2, you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. We want to spend time to develop hearing and being sensitive to the voice of God at this time. I heard uh, one of the our partnering leaders of a church, uh, we, we had a partnering call with some of our leaders on Friday morning, a Zoom call, and uh, when it all finished, because of one of the things one of the guys said on there, he just stayed on afterwards, had a chat for five or ten minutes, and I love what he said, and he's bringing some stuff to his church about living in a season of being of watching and praying, watch and pray, watch and pray. And when Jesus went into the Garden of Gethsemane, he took the decision disciples with him, but then when he went a bit further, he took three a bit further with him, and he said, he said, watch and pray with me. And he went a bit further, and that's when he, he really got before God, and he and and because of the pressure, he sweated blood, and he went back to the disciples, the three of them, and found that they were sleeping. and And this word that uh, this pastor was talking about was really sensing strong from the Lord at this time. That as the church, he wants us to be watching and praying, not being asleep at this time, not letting other things get our attention, that we either get sidetracked or that we fall asleep at this moment because we don't understand the moment that we're in. We want to be fully alert, fully alive at this moment and uh, not being caught off guard. And, and hearing the Holy Spirit uh, in, our, in our hearts and lives, through the Word, but also directly, we want to make sure that our minds and our thoughts are submitted to Him. Now, one way of developing hearing God is writing down what you believe God is saying to you. And and I do do this every day, and I know others of you do this. Uh, and and I grew up learning this from my dad, from Pastor Colin. Something he does every day, and I, I and it was like, well, you know, I want to learn to hear God's voice. And and the more time you spend with somebody, the more you get to know them. You get to know the nuances of of their heart and their life. And and so with my wife, for example. Um, when you're married to somebody, and I've been married for nearly 34 years, 34 years next month I think it is, um, you, you, you not only know their voice in general, but you know how they're saying something, exactly what they are meaning by how they say something, not just what they say, but all the intonations of their their voice and everything that they're saying. And even if you're in a crowded room, for example, and if Jane, my wife, is on the other side of a very crowded room that quite, might be noisy and she called out my name, just by the way she calls my name, I would know in that moment, oh, Jane's here. She just wants to let me know that I'm here. Or I might know by the way she says my name. Hang on a minute, she wants my attention. Or I might know. Hang on a minute! I, I need to go and find her because something's going on. I need to have a, all because of the way she says my name. Because I know her voice and I know how she will say things in relation to the moment if she wants to communicate something. And that's how God wants us to develop in our in our hearing His voice. So I want you to encourage. In order to know His voice, you need to spend time with Him. And I encourage you to do that every day. Spend time with God, okay? Not just in the car, driving along, listening to loads of worship music or, or, or all that sort of stuff. Well, I, I have my quiet time on the way here and there. To, no, 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 no. Shut everything else out. At least some of the time. And spend some time with Him and listen. Now, I encourage you to read the Word first. It's not a you have to do this, but I encourage you, read the Word first, okay? Get into the Word, read the Word, allow God to begin to speak to you. Jot one or two things down that you're sensing He's saying to you, okay? And, and also there's some, because you have the mind of Christ, that's what the Bible says, uh, that we have the mind of Christ, then God speaks to us in our thoughts. Uh, and and we learn then as we begin to write things down and and we begin to hear His voices, we begin to learn and discern the difference between, well, oh, that was just me, And that is God speaking. And sometimes you might think, well, I think God's talking to me. I think He's saying this to me. Well, if you think He's saying to you something, write it down, jot it down. And one of the things I do after a few days is I'll go over and I'll reread what I've what I've written down. I, I, I'll write something down each day and then I'll go over and read it. What's God been in? It? I mean, you know what God's been saying because you've been writing it, but I'll read it again. But over a few days, I then go back over and I'll read what has he been saying to me over the last few days? What's the thread? And then what's my response? What's he been saying? Not just to me, but what does it mean in terms of me responding to him? And what am I doing? I'm learning to hear his voice and I'm developing his voice in me. And then I'm beginning to learn the difference between what well, that's just my thoughts and that's me and and the difference between actually no god's god speaking and and sometimes god says things to me in thinking oh yeah 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 okay god yeah and and he brings a bit of correction but when god corrects Sometimes he might need to rebuke a bit stronger for some reason, but the way God does it, you never feel condemned. You never feel crushed. and Like, oh my word, I'm such a failure in that way. God amazingly can speak to us and corrects us and we go, oh, Father, thank you so much. Thank you so much for speaking to me. Let me know, showing me something in your word. And and he might take you to a verse. You might be reading something and and something jumps up to you. You think, hmm. Yeah, I need a a change of thinking now. Wow, my attitude needs to change there. Yeah, thank you, Holy Spirit. Why? Because He's a good Father and and He's disciplining us because He loves us, because He wants us to live in the fullness and the the abundance of of who He is. So why is this important at this time with all the noise and everything else around us? Why? Because we need to know the voice of the Lord in the midst of all the other voices and noise that is going on around us. Okay, time's kind of buzzing. So uh, uh, we can come back to some more stuff next week and the week after in terms of hearing God's voice. But we we want to learn how to recognise God's voice in amongst all of the other voices that are going on. So I just want to say a couple of things because uh, I know there's lots of questions, uh, lots of things people are saying at the moment uh, around some some different things. And um, obviously the the vaccines for example at the moment are something that lots of people are talking about uh, in different ways and uh, we are we are blessed we are blessed to have people who work in the whole medical um, world and industry uh, and everything that are that are scientists that are trying to get vaccines not just for this current Scenario, but for all kinds of different things. And God calls people to work in those environments and gives them amazing capacity to understand things in a way that probably most of us just don't understand. And we have people in the church that are working in the NHS, they're working in different fields, uh, in the medical profession. And, uh, and, and you guys, if you work in that field, thank you so much for all that you are doing. You are an amazing blessing and we speak God's blessing and abundance and effectiveness over your life in the area that you are working in. You are a blessing. And, and we have uh, somebody who's on the staff team, who's been on the staff team for many, many years, who is actually a doctor um, in, uh, I, I want to get this right, uh, uh, Elizabeth Allen. Uh, she's a doctor and and she's worked in the whole area of um, biological sciences. She's got PhDs, she's a doctor in those areas. She's actually done research on the mRNA kind of technology that's been used in some of the vaccines. She's been involved in some of that many years ago and some of that uh, uh, research that went on then. And she's been doing loads of research and stuff over the last few months into all the vaccines, into the different aspects of the virus and, and, and all of that. And she would obviously be much more qualified than I would to be sharing things with you guys. So I'm not gonna go into a whole lot of stuff that she has been writing for us, not just for me, but for us. And, and we wanna make some stuff available to the church uh, in the next week or so, that's gonna help answer some of the questions about some of the vaccine, uh, about the vaccine, some of the questions that are being raised by people, some of the conspiracy theories that are out there about what they are and aren't doing and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, and she's been praying into this stuff and um, because of the area of science she's worked in, she's worked in this specific field and has been involved in various things um, over the last few years as well in different ways. But there are various questions like, can any of these viruses actually change or affect your DNA? Uh, That's one of the things going on out there uh, and and everything. Now, I, I, I could read you a load of stuff that I'm not, because I'm not qualified really to be that person. But a short answer is, No, none of these vaccines can change or affect your DNA. That's not what they do. They don't go into that part of the cell where your DNA is. They go into other parts of the cell to do different things to inform your cells to work in certain ways to know how to deal with the virus or any kind of alien thing that comes in that shouldn't be in there, depending on whatever the vaccine is for whatever the virus is. And uh, so that that is a bit of a thing that's going on out there because some of it is connected to conspiracy theories that these vaccines are being developed to control everybody and to know exactly where everybody is and what they're doing and everything else. Well, if you've got a mobile phone, it, somebody somewhere knows what you're doing, what you're interested in, what you're involved, and in, all of that kind of stuff. <laughs> you know, there's already all of that going on, and and so we we, we don't want to blow things out of proportion. These these vaccines are being developed for people's health and well-being, okay? Now, I I can't tell you whether you should or you shouldn't have a vaccine. Everybody makes that personal decision themselves. And so we want to help you with some information so that you can be informed about these different vaccines so that you can make a decision yourself, okay, in terms of, yeah, these vaccines are fine, they're healthy to take and everything else, but you need to decide whether you yourself are going to do this or not. And, and this might sound a silly example, but when you vote, nobody can tell you what you should vote for. I can't tell you, uh, you know, you should vote for this party or that party or whatever. Uh, you have to find out the information, be informed, and then you pray, and according to your conscience, you make a decision about who you vote for. Well, the same with a vaccine in A different situation. But we need to remember these vaccines are being developed for our health and well being. Okay. So you need to. So we're going to help you with some information. There's other questions. Are they ethical? Are there. Uh, Can they affect? There's another thing that's going around about, do they affect the ability for women to become pregnant? Do they affect their their, uh, in that way in their lives? And and we have some stuff for people. uh, Does it affect you if you're breastfeeding, if you're already pregnant, should you have the vaccine or not? There is all that correct information out there Some of it needs a lot of digging to find, to bring together the right information for you to understand in a right way. And that's what Elizabeth's been doing for us. And I've written, and she puts it in layman's terms, okay, that you and I would understand. It's brilliant because we need the right information in amongst all of the noise. So when we speak about truth, we're here to live according to the truth, God's word, okay. But there's also things out there where you're like, now, what is 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 that true? What's being said about this, or is that true? What is being you know, and and sometimes to find. What is really true, and and to help to understand some things to make an informed decision, somebody who understands all the ins and outs, and and also the things that she's put together. She's also bouncing this off other guys in that field to say, hey, this is what I'm putting together. This is what I'm I'm, I'm for, for for something. And uh, is there anything here that you think is incorrect or not quite right? And so she's bouncing that off other people that she knows uh, are very well respected and, and know what they're talking about as well in, in that sense. So I hope this is just helping, okay? And and this will help us in the area of the vaccines, right? Couple of other things just before we kind of just pray this morning. I know there's a lot that's being said uh, about conspiracy theories, about what's happening in America at this moment. Uh, about the election, was it stolen or not? Uh, And all of the different things that are going on uh, around all of those things. Now, going right back to what I said at the beginning, we need to be wise about who we give the mic to in our lives, okay? There is a lot being said at this moment. And sometimes for Christians, okay, uh, because we know biblically, in terms of when you read, uh, there are some things that happen globally, there are some things that happen in the nations, according to the word, uh, that uh, are challenging if you're a Christian, it's, we're going to be challenged going forward. The Christian faith in different ways, and and sometimes there seems to be or can be a little bit of a blur between. Well, what spiritually is going on in terms of we know can go on, and and what is just a conspiracy theory in terms of you know. And sometimes there can be a little bit of a blur, if I can put it that way, between. Well, hang on a minute. We know some things could happen, you know, in the world. People want to control this, that, or the other, and. The danger is if you just go off and look at all these stuff here, there and everywhere, you'll end up in confusion and all you end up speaking about is the issue, the issue, the issue, or what you think is the issue. You'll end up becoming confused and you'll end up not knowing, hang on a minute, what is God and what isn't in all of that stuff, okay? How we wanna live with God is day by day. Now, Jesus spoke into that and he says, look, Today has enough worries of its own, okay? So concentrate on today. And when you come to tomorrow, you'll have the grace for tomorrow. You'll know how to live for tomorrow, but concentrate on today. And and God speaks to us and gives us warnings about things. We know we're living in challenging days and potentially even more challenging days for for Christianity in, in different ways in terms of where some policies are going, where some things are going uh, that, that might affect Christianity. We know it's gonna get, but let's not turn that into conspiracy. Let's not turn that into woe is me, woe is us. Let's actually just say, okay, We know there are challenges. Jesus lived in constant persecution in his life. The early church ended up living in constant persecution as they went out with the gospel. It it seems to be a norm for Christianity, but let's not turn that into some massive woe is me stuff. Let's dig in in our relationship with God. Let's encourage each other. Let's stay spiritually sober in our lives, okay? And let's just say, Father, in the midst of this, I wanna live to be a witness. I wanna live according to your word. And what I wanna communicate to the others is not fear and anxiety, but assurance and love in terms of how we walk together through this scenario. Okay, that's probably enough for this morning. There's other things I could share. There's other things I believe God is saying, but some of you might even say, well, Clive, that sounds like it could be conspiracy. And that's why there's some things I don't believe it's right to share with you guys the things that I'm sensing and discerning, myself and things I've written down. And I'm like, okay, Holy Spirit, I wanna, I wanna see those things outworked if, if, they, if they work out in the way that I believe you're speaking, according to your word and different things that I believe God is saying. But I think sometimes when you share something, people turn that into, oh, he prophesied, when actually, no, he wasn't prophesying, he's was just sharing some thoughts and some things, okay? There's a difference between, hey, this is the word of the Lord, and a little bit of discernment on, hey guys, let's keep our eyes fixed this way And let's keep accountable to Him and to one another in terms of what we're hearing and what we're doing with what we are hearing. So let's take a moment, shall we? Let's pray together. Father, we, as we heard last week, we just want to yield afresh to You. Father, in the midst of all the noise and all the voices out there, we want to know Your voice as the loudest. Sometimes your voice is like a still, small voice, quiet speaking. Other times it's like a trumpet sound, a blast. It's like, wow, God is speaking so clearly like that. But Holy Spirit, I ask you that you would grace every one of us to be hearing your voice in the midst of all the noise. If you, if you are at this time, you, you, you've dosed up on all sorts of stuff and you spend more time speaking about all of that stuff than actually, I just want to talk about Jesus for once and share about Jesus. If you got all into all sorts and, and there's anxiety, there's fear, you just seem to be overtaken by, you, you just bring all that stuff right now to the Lord. Say, so Father, I want to bring all of this stuff that's going on in me There's some confusion, there's anxiety, there's fear, my mind's racing, all of that. Father, I just submit, surrender all of that to you right now. I bring it to you and I let all of that go now. You might need to ask the Lord to forgive you if you've been going all over the internet looking at this, that and the other, and you've been sending it to everybody, this, that and the other, telling them this, oh, listen to this, listen to that, listen to the other, and it's just causing more questions and and, and people are freaking out as a result. Father, I, I, I don't want to be communicating that. I want to talk about you. I want to be sharing who you are to people and what you want to do in somebody's life. Father, in the same way that we want to hear your voice in all the noise, We want to be your voice to others in all the noise. Not with all our theories and all our great ideas about this, that and the other. We want to be your voice sharing about who you are and what you want to do in someone's life. To bring them to a place where they can respond to you, to give their life to you. Holy Spirit, as we spend time reading your word, show us, teach us how to hear your voice, both through the word and by your spirit. Jesus even said to you, Holy Spirit, that you're our counsellor, you're the spirit of truth, you're gonna lead and guide us into all the truth. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you do that in our lives so that we stay aligned with you, we stay in the truth with you. We thank you, Lord, we praise your name. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll let you know, guys, uh, in terms of just Elizabeth bringing all this stuff together, it's brilliant, really, in layman's terms, really, really helpful, really, really practical uh, in terms of just inf- in right information uh, that she's put together uh, in, in different ways. So uh, be really, really blessed, guys. Have a great week